1: everybody, welcome to Kegolasso Podcast. We have a special one-on-one with Jesse Marsh, manager of RB Salzburg, as he looks to make tremendous history and beat Atletico Madrid on Wednesday as they look to make it to the knockout stage of the Champions League. We talk about it, of course, about his trajectory, uh, his squad, his thoughts on the United States men's national team and his own future it's a great interview jesse marsh always a great chat stay right here because the chat begins right now welcome everybody well joining us now on kego lasso is rb salzburg manager jesse marsh who arguably enters the most important game of his young managerial career as the austrian side faced diego simeone and atletico madrid for a spot in the champions league knockout stage It's quite simple, really. A win for Salzburg would see them leapfrog Atletico and finish second in the group to Liverpool, ensuring qualifications. Results aside, however, it's important to remember just how monumental it is for American American managers and and U.S. development just to see what Jesse has done, Um, you know, and it's a really great time not just to talk about his career so far, but also to celebrate it as he looks to enter the round of 16. He is a fantastic human being, aside from also a manager. Jesse, welcome to Lasso and CBS Sports Digital. How are you, my friend?
0: Great, Luis. Thanks for having me, buddy. It's uh, it's good to be here. Let's have some fun.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I was just saying before we started taping that your German is so good. It's like it's getting too good. I feel like uh, we've lost you, Jesse. No, it's
0: it's gotten much better. But it's such a difficult language to master. You know, it's it's very different than I learned French. I learned I learned a bit. I say I learned a, a little bit of uh, Mexican when I was with Chivas. Not necessarily Spanish, more Mexican. But German is totally, it's, it's a totally different level of how the language works, the structure, how organized, you know, it, it actually helps you understand German people a lot better when you start to understand the language. <laughs> but yeah, it's been important for me to learn. It's been an obsession of mine and I've gotten much better. And, and yeah, so it's exciting. It's exciting to, to be, say that I'm fluent in another language.
1: Yeah, well, well done. And I totally agree about getting to know the people, but it's probably why you're so good at speaking Mexican Spanish, not just Spanish. Oh <laughs> yeah, hey, wait, I'll get my Mexican. I'll yeah, call mama's way. No mama's way. <laughs> All right, Jesse, let's get straight into it. Last time uh, the UN Atleti played, Salzburg and Atleti played, it was an entertaining 3-2 fixture, albeit not to your favor, at Wanda Metropolitano. What does Salzburg have to do to win this game, Jesse?
0: Yeah, so... First, we'll be getting a similar team that we got last time, except I believe that Carrasco, he didn't play on the weekend, but I believe he'll be back for our match. Um, They defend really well. They take so much pride in defending. But this team this year has also been good with the ball, and they've created chances, and they've been dangerous. We had a really difficult time containing Zhao Felix last game. And, and once he got the ball in pockets, he was able to turn and run at us and, and cause trouble. So that'll be a big part of, of the job on the day is making sure that we know where he is and that we can find ways to not let him get on the run. But the more attention you play to pay to him, then Luis Suarez is a little bit more open and Llorente is, has a little bit more freedom than Carrasco. It's an incredible team, you know, so uh, preparing for these big matches is always so much fun because the level of tactics, the level of talent on the pitch, it's it's very high-level stuff, right? But but I'm really happy to be in this situation. We've given our team a chance in the end to, to proceed through the group phase, and let's see how it goes Wednesday night.
1: Absolutely. Listen, something I love about your team, your strategy, your philosophy that really just sticks with you and so many others, especially for neutral fans, I think, not just Salzburg, uh, is that no matter what, you're just always going for the win, Jesse. Mm-hmm. It, it's refreshing to be honest, but what happens, right? If you find yourself, right, taking the lead in this one, maybe one, nothing, two, nothing at halftime. Do you you feel you want to keep going or do you hold back?
0: Well, first, you know, getting the first, the first goal will be incredibly important this game. Um, You know, Madrid is often comfortable with zero, zero, with defending a little bit more, the box defending, they're very good at, they're very comfortable at that. Um, They deal well with crosses. They obviously have an incredible goalkeeper. So, you know, the first goal will be important. When we get the lead, yeah, I mean, we try to manage the way we press and how high up the field we go, how compact we are. We talk a lot about being compact because no matter what, whatever we do with and without the ball, if we want to be good at pressing, if we want to be good at counter pressing, and if we want to play vertically, we can't be very open. We always have to be compact so that we can control spaces. However, when you play against the very best players and teams in the world, it is very difficult to contain them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, against Bayern, we played an incredible 80 minutes and we were, for most of the game at home, better, better than Bayern Munich. So that says a lot, but but then we gave up the third goal, 3-2, and then they hit us for three more in a matter of, it felt like seconds. You know, so this is a little bit what you deal with. We're, we're pushing our boundaries to the absolute limit. And, and thankfully the group has been able to go a little bit higher and a little bit higher. Every game, get a little bit better. Um, and it, again, it's given us a chance to on the final day match day to, to see if we can at home go through, which we had last year as well against Liverpool. And if we would have beaten Liverpool on the last day, we would have gone through. So on one level and a great accomplishment but our drive and our focus to try to take the last step to get out of the group um will be very the motivation
1: will be very high absolutely listen what would qualifying for the next round mean to salzburg i know it sounds like a simplistic question but maybe it yeah. isn't i mean what, what what would it mean for this team for i guess the fans and you
0: yeah i mean mostly for the club I, you know, since I've come here, I've talked about taking the club to the next level. And for me, that was always about being in champions league. So even getting back to champions league this year was a major accomplishment, but I've always talked about, uh, getting out of the group phase. And, and I've talked a little bit about using Ajax as the model for, for the potential of what Salzburg could become. Now, I think the Dutch league is slightly better than the Austrian league. Um, and, and our, our model is a little bit different than, than what Ajax does. We really focus on young players and developing young players and, and helping them take the next steps in their career. Um, but I do think that, that if we can manage to get out of the group phase, it will validate so much of the strategy of what this club has been about and help the future generations of this club grow and hopefully attract more and more uh, highly, highly talented young 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old players to come to Salzburg and now believe in what we do here.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that squad. Such a tremendous, talented squad, right? Barisha, Patsondaka, Teen Sensation, Karima Deyemi. Uh What is it like working with these guys? Because they're young, but they're hungry and they're yeah. smart. Uh, yeah, what's it yeah. like working with them?
0: This is, the, the, the key is actually their intelligence and their mentality. So, you know, our sport director, after we have big wins, like against Lok Moscow, he loves saying, oh, there are eight players that came from Liefering that played in that match. So Liefering is our second team. Right. Uh, they're, they're right now in first place in the second division in Austria, which is a big accomplishment with a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds. And that's really the, the, the way that this club works is the scouting department really narrows in on the 15, 16 year olds, right? And then when we introduce them, you know, and a lot of times they're Austrian or they're German, but we get kids from Africa. We get kids from all over Europe. And when they come here, they learn the culture, they learn the language, they learn our football and they learn our mentality. And so often the best way to, to, to bring the next generation or to help the next generation adapt is to have them at leafering. However, we've had cases of players that come straight here like Erling Holland, like Noah Okafor. So there's, a, there's enough of those cases. But in the end, I find that it's not just the talent of these people it's their intelligence, it's their drive, it's their motivation, it's their mentality. And I go back, you know, the, my first experience with this was with Tyler Adams and, and being with the New York Red Bulls. And, and when he, I met him when he was 15 years old. I watched him play with the U 17s down in Bradenton. And then I spoke with him after the game, and he had this baby face. He, you know, he was 15 at the time, but he looked like he was like 10. He had braces I swear his braces were bigger than his whole head. And- uh, now he
1: just looks 11, Jesse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know when you talk to him you could see the the that he was a man that he he was ready for big challenges that that he wanted to he was fearless that he wanted to take the next steps in his career that he knew that he had to challenge himself. And so Tyler was my first experience with with someone like that and and it really um sparked my imagination for the possibilities of working with young players like that but he, you know in the beginning when i first came here last year i said you know working here in salzburg is like having 20 tyler adamses and it's it is kind of like that you know they they're different cuz they're maybe from different places and they're not the exact same personality but the trait that most of these young highly talented successful 20 21 year olds 19 year olds have is that fearlessness that self belief and it's not
1: arrogance it's rooted in Work and mentality. Yeah, Jesse, absolutely. Listen, one of my favorite uh, players in the tournament belongs to you. Dominic Shoboslai, the young Hungarian international. What is it like working with him?
0: It's been awesome. You know, I, I feel really lucky when I get to work with guys like Shobo. Um, I actually did a like a 30-minute talk with a, they're, they're shooting a documentary on him right now today. And I, and I, and I love talking about the relationships I have with these young men and, and Shobo uh, specifically. You know, when I first came here, I don't want to say anything too wrong or, or bad, but you know, he hadn't really established himself with the, with the, with the team at that point, because he, he was still 18, 17, 18 years old. And he hadn't really established himself with the, with the, tr- the old trainer, Marco Rosa. And Marco Rosa is an incredible trainer. So that's the reason I don't want to say anything bad about Marco, because I, I really respect him and, and look up to him as a trainer. But I knew that it was gonna be important that Shobo and I had a good relationship, that we could really talk and work with each other and that we could trust each other. And, and I realized early on that it was important to almost be a father figure to him. So, you know, we worked uh, a lot in the beginning and, and then he had also a, a, a really good relationship with Erling Holland. So, you know, my, with those two guys, it was like the three of us worked a lot together with video, sometimes individually, they became really close and tight. And I talked a lot with them about the roles that they had in the team. And I, and I really also tried to access their fearlessness and their self-belief within the personality of the team in general, especially given the fact that we were going into Champions League for the first time as a club, not just a team, but as a club. But those two guys, their fearlessness, their self-belief, their mentality, their work ethic, and obviously their talent, I think was at the forefront of what we were trying to do. Um, they, they, I think they benefited from each other. I, I had really great relationships with both and specifically Shobo, we spent a lot of time with individual video and going over what his role was, how to be more dynamic, how to be more committed to playing our football. Um, and, and I think over time we had a lot of fun together. Um, and, and I think uh, he's grown immensely immensely in the last 18 months. And it's, it's a source of pride for me when I see that these young men are, are achieving all the things that I believe that they can, not just in their careers, but in their life. So, you know, Shobo, he's, he's likely to leave in winter. That's the reality, right? He'll have so many suitors. And, and I went through this, we went through this with Erling last year. So, but in the end, I'm so happy for him and I, I want him to show everybody how good he is. You know, with the national team in Hungary, he's helped them get to the Euro championships in summer and he's like the hope of Hungary. And so even when I watch him play for the national team, I just, I just want him to achieve so much because I believe in him so much. So yeah, I mean, this is the, this is the, the fun part. When you can, when you can play a, a small role in these young people's lives, I, I think then it's, it makes it that much more meaningful.
1: Yeah, and you, I think you continue to do so. I, and I think you said it correctly. It's the same with Arlene Holland. It's about the impact. But it's also what Arby Salzburg's all about, right? Just developing these young, talented players. And, you know, whether they come or go, is just a philosophy that keeps nurturing them. Uh, and it's so great to see. Listen, but Dominic Shaw was like, you know, whatever his future may be, we'll see. But somebody that is coming, is Brendan Aronson. Uh, and a few weeks ago, um, I talked to him actually for this part, had a one-on-one. What a great kid. Um, yeah, he, is. he And is. Uh, he'll be playing on the same day, actually, as, uh, I'm sure, as a U.S. face El Salvador with Greg Berhalter's uh, MLS squad. What, what do you see in Brandon? You know, what, what do you like about him?
0: Yeah, well, again, I think you would have to start with his mentality and maturity, um, when you talk to him as you did, you can sense, it's hard to believe that he's a 20 year old young man, you know, That's you get crazy. the sense like he's been a professional for 10 years. And so again, right away, when I have the first conversation with him, I'm like, all right, let's, we need this kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, he clearly had, listen, he has a work ethic. He has a desire to play against the ball. He has a desire to be vert- play vertically. Um, he has a desire to make last plays. He has, you know, whether it's the final pass, whether it's the final action to to goal. um, And and he has a commitment to work for the team um, and do whatever it takes to find ways to win. So in general, as a mentality that fits really well with the way I think. And then with our football, it fits really well with we, what we like to achieve. So he has so much flexibility also, I believe in, in the different positions he can play, which we like to manipulate tactics a lot to, to find ways, especially in the best games, to control the opponent as much as we can. So, you know, I think, I think in every way, He's going to, he's going to adapt here quickly. He's going to be a, a, a good player here. We're going to help him continue to grow and get better. And I think this is a perfect first step for him to get landed in Europe, adapt to the way things work here in Europe, and then continue to grow and get better and, and, and be ready for the next step.
1: Yeah, one of his favorite players, by the way, Luka Modric. So take that with what you will. I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, Aronson is part of yet a bigger, growing narrative, Jesse. I'm sure you've been asked this, but let's hear it again. Obviously, a great weekend this past weekend. As Christian Pulisic scored, Gio Reina scored, Weston McKenney scored for Juventus. Um, You know, when you see all these American kids, uh, you know, men really, but they're young, uh, playing so well in big clubs, how do you see the trajectory of the United States men's national team?
0: I think it's awesome. You know, and I've, I've run into, we played Pulisic in preseason. I saw uh, Weston in the Bundesliga. Obviously, I know Tyler. I saw Josh Sargent. We just played against Bayern. I spoke to Chris Richards. We had a test game against uh, Bayern uh, 2, and, and I, I met Taylor Booth. You know, so I, I've kind of checked in with these young men at different moments in the past two and a half years and talked with them a little bit and encourage them, you know, to continue to keep fighting, to keep working, to keep believing in themselves. Because that's a big thing is coming here to Europe when these guys are 15, 16, 17 years old, leaving their families, coming to a new culture, learning new languages, it's not easy. You know, I mean, even as a, as a grown man, this is, this is maybe the biggest part of the challenge. So, and there are plenty of days where they miss home, where they question whether they're making the right decisions, whether they're in the right place. And so I just try to be one other voice with them. When I see them to say, keep going, man, you're doing great. We're all proud of you. Like you're good. This is going to make you better. You're going to be rewarded in your life beyond belief for these experiences and certainly in your career." And then in the end, we know, we know. Like even watching the last international window, right, and seeing how, how strong the performances were from these from these young players, we know that this is gonna this this is gonna lead to a big future for the U.S. national team. So it's exciting for me. Um, you know, it's it's almost people ask why, I, and I believe that it's the 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 infrastructure of the academy system that's been created has is finally bearing the fruit. Um, You know, the more competitive games that these young men were able to play in when they were 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old has led to them, I think, uh, their their learning curves accelerating. And uh, in addition to that, Europeans are taking young American players more and more seriously. And they know that when these Americans come here, they have strong mentalities, they have a strong belief system, they have grittiness and mentality. And even though they may not be perfectly perfect tactically or technically, that they will get better and they will do whatever it takes, right? That is, I believe, the American mentality.
1: Yeah, and that's just gonna keep growing and growing and growing. Uh, Jesse, one final question, uh, listen. And, you know, take, take this question, whatever way you want to see it. Okay. Okay. Are you happy in Salzburg? Do you have any other objectives for the future? Do you see something else in your career?
0: Yeah. So yes, I'm incredibly happy here in Salzburg. Um, You know, things float around all the time. That's the way it works. Um, My plan when I came here wasn't to come for two, three years, right? My plan has been to see if I can push myself for a career in Europe and how far I can take it. Now, obviously, that Salzburg, as beautiful a club as this is, and as much as I love being here, and as, as great as a next step for me, this has been, I have nothing but positive things to say. And in so many ways, I could stay here for 20 years and be happy because it's that great. Um, but the reality is to, to really push yourself, there's always got to be a little bit of a desire to see what, what, what might be next. In the moment, I know that taking care of my job here in Salzburg is the most important thing. And that concentration and focus on a daily basis and doing the best I can to help this team be the best that it can be, that will ultimately lead me to other opportunities. So that focus doesn't waver. But I'm obviously aware, and and the more that my name gets floated around at different places, the more, and and that also, I have to say, is a bit surreal for me. You know, even some of the things like you know, I said this thing about Frank Lampard, and this blows up. And and the intention wasn't to indict Frank Lampard. The intention was to talk that Christian Pulisic still has to fight his way, right? Like, and and Frank Frank Lampard said, well, um, Jesse, I don't I don't know how Jesse read my mind, and he's right. Maybe I was wrong about the impression I had. So, but all these things aside, like I realize that now my stature is changing. And that's also a little bit uncomfortable, <laughs> but in the end, I'm loving it here. Um, my family is thriving. Really, they're doing really well in, here in Austria. My daughter is now in university in Scotland. It's changed our entire family's projection, life projection, right? And and I think at first there was a lot of difficulty, but we're really enjoying it now. And and I think we're we're. It's not just that we're living in Europe. It's almost that this is our life. This is who we are now. And so. Let's see what happens. You know, I, I'm 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 also appreciative of all the support that I've gotten from back in the U.S. Whether it's been the private people that have reached out to me or publicly the people that things the things that people are saying, um, you know, I really really appreciate that um, because I'm working hard to try to be the best that I can be and to make all of us back home proud and, and hopefully achieve so that there will be more opportunities for others in the future. So um, let's see. Let's see, Luis. Let's see what happens.
1: Let's see. Because and I was going to tell you that, yeah, I don't need to remind anybody in the US, unless you're an athletic in America, you are rooting for Jesse Marsh and RB Salzburg. And I'm so glad that you feel that energy and 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 you embrace it because you have done tremendous things, my friend. And Let's hope that your career keeps climbing. And as somebody who moved from the Americas to Europe when I was young, I can all but relate to what you're going through. And the best of luck on Wednesday and for the future, Jesse.
0: All right, my man. Thanks a lot, Luis. Uh, let me know when you want me back. I'll any anytime. And this is fun. This was an awesome conversation.
1: Oh, I'll have you back every day if you want. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll preview the Champions Not League. Not that much. Not League. that much. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Marsh, uh, manager for RB Salzburg. Thank you so much, my friend.
0: Right on. Thanks a lot, buddy.
1: I want to thank Jesse Marsh for joining me today. Don't forget that you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter on Kegelazo Pod. Enjoy the rest of your week. And there's plenty more Kegolasso to come. So make sure that you are subscribed. Have a great day.